0: Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast, a special thanks to our newest patron, Lisa Williams. Learn how you can support our podcast for as little as a dollar a month by visiting livinghour.org patron. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Success and How to Win It by B.F. Austin, published in 1904. Economy is a much broader word than most people imagine. It applies to time, strength, talent, influence, and effort, as well as to the prudent and saving use of money. The rule of life should be, avoid all waste. When it comes to time, how important it is that we shall learn how to make the best use of spare moments, the odds and ends of our lives, and make them contribute their full share to life's grand purpose and attainment. The hours squandered in idleness or senseless dissipation by many people would, if systematically improved, lead them to increased knowledge and skill, and likewise from poverty to comfort and independence. A common laborer who works for $15 an hour may, by attaining skill, experience, and knowledge, command a much higher sum and soon better their material condition. The vast majority of people who have risen from obscurity to power, and from power to affluence, have done so by careful and systematic improvement of the spare moments of their lives. Time is money, it is said. But this very inadequately expresses the truth. Time is infinitely more than money. Time is, when improved, education, knowledge, enjoyment, skill, talent, and character. The way you spend your spare hours shows the world what you are. So economize your efforts by A. Avoiding needless work. B by doing your work in the right way, at the right time, under the best conditions. And c. By avoiding all worry and fret, and inharmonious mental conditions, all of which sap and waste life's energies. Cultivate cheerfulness and hopefulness, which keep life's machinery so well-oiled that friction and unnecessary wear are avoided. Make it a rule not to waste a penny, to save regularly a part of your income, however small, and to increase the earning power of your own life. This doesn't mean that I'm telling you to be a miser. You can entirely avoid the miserly character and spirit, and be generous and liberal while still refusing to waste a penny. So form the habit of laying aside systematically some part of your earnings. If you do not save something out of a small income, you will in all probability waste the whole of a larger income. Many an old person who is struggling today would be in comfort and comparative affluence if they had the wasted dollars they thoughtlessly passed over the bar during their lifetime for unnecessary drinks. And what one loses by these trifling yet unnecessary expenditures is not merely their aggregate sum and interest compounded, but the larger sum of money which might have been possessed if these wasted sums had been saved and properly invested. Money makes money. If, therefore, you would avoid poverty, and have the means to be charitable, waste nothing, restrict your wants, save part of all your earnings, and learn how to make every dollar expended serve you and others. Another great secret of success in life is careful, wise, and prudent planning of your labors in advance. Perhaps in no one thing does a successful person surpass the unsuccessful one more than in the ability to foresee the future, and then to prepare and arrange their plans to meet its exigencies, and thus they direct their labors to avoid loss of time, money and energy, and make all their work bear directly on the attainment of their great purpose in life. All the great generals, Caesar, Hannibal, Napoleon, Wellington, Grant, excelled in ability to lay out practical plans of a campaign. Thus, in a multitude of great battles, the victory was won more by skillful, bold, and decisive planning than by the use of superior force. What is the chief thing in good planning? The first essential is knowledge. Take the general about to engage an enemy's forces in battle. What do they need especially for the formation of their battle plans? Chiefly knowledge. They need to know fully the forces arrayed against them. They need to know accurately the forces at their command. They need to know the weak and strong points of both armies. They need to know every foot of the ground over which the battle may rage. And in short, the more complete and accurate their knowledge, The better plan of battle they can lay out, and the greater their prospect of success. The architect before building must know the nature of the site, the quality of material, must figure out the cost, take into account the element of time and weather, and in short, build their structure completely in mind before they build it in mortar just as the successful general must fight the battle in their imagination before they successfully fight the enemy. So every person in planning their life work needs especially knowledge. First you need to know yourself physically, intellectually, and morally your strengths and weaknesses, your tastes, inclinations, and special talents The next essential in successful planning is such a scheme as will recognize all the great facts and factors entering into your life. You should study yourself, know your own ability, find out your own talent and special inclinations, take into account the peculiar circumstances of your own life, and then lay out, as a general does a battle, as an architect does a building, your life plan. Now let us move on to one more important factor in success, that is the law of attraction and repulsion that rule in all of nature's realms. Atoms attract and repel each other. Worlds attract and repel each other. Individuals attract and repel each other. Some people draw other people toward them and compel other people to follow their leadership, just as a magnet attracts and rules the needle. Some people attract to themselves power, property, influence, and the goodwill of their community. Other people repulse their neighbors, dissipate their energies, and scatter their possessions. Although people are not equally magnetic, It is certainly true that the individual of one magnetic talent may by using it and by learning the natural laws of its increase and development surpass in success the person who has by birth five magnetic talents which they ignore and neglect. Some people are endowed with an attractive personality, a magnetism of a physical nature while others possess some mental and spiritual attraction. But whatever the kind or degree of magnetic endowment, it is capable of large increase, and in fact of unlimited growth, according to our intelligence and environment. Three things seem necessary in this regard for the person wishing to achieve success. First, a due recognition of the existence of personal magnetism, and of its great importance in winning success. Unless we are impressed with this idea, we shall give more attention to doing than to being, more thought to what we do than how we do it, forgetting that the inner character of the doer goes into and becomes a part of everything done and makes for success or failure. Unless we are impressed with the necessity of having and exerting this power, we shall neglect the mightiest element of success in life, which is the personal. Not where we live, what we do, what others think, but how we live, how we do, what we think of ourselves, and above all what we are. These are the great questions of life, the most intimately connected with success. Second, we must avoid dissipation of our magnetic forces. Even physical magnetism may be wasted by useless expenditures of bodily force, by care, sorrow, envy, hatred, and inharmonious surroundings. All our environment should be made to harmonize as far as possible with our natures so that our life work should be easy, natural and pleasant rather than difficult and irksome. Our life's work should be of such a character and in such environment that we feel like singing and if we have learned the power of the human mind we indeed can make it so. Third, we must give time, effort and study to the development of the attractive power of thought. Thought is the greatest force, the mightiest lever and the strongest magnet in the world. It deals with the silent yet mighty currents of power that roll on through the different realms, creating molding and fashioning all things in earth and heaven. It is a godlike power, dealing with nature's finer forces, and working its way out from the finer realms of ether into the material realms of life. Thought force does not come directly in touch with material things, but it molds and fashions, that of which matter is the expression. Lastly, here are a few practical points which you should always remember. 1. Never forget that you are the largest factor in your life's success or failure. 2. Build daily a vigorous body, strong mentality, and an attractive personality. Live so as to respect yourself. 3. Avoid all excesses. Let the whole current of your life be directed toward your object. 4. Rule out all thoughts which injure you. Make your mental and spiritual kingdom harmonious. and 5. Persistently see with your soul eyes the realization of your pure desires. Assert your divine right to rule the material conditions of your life. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.